0: Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Real Sundays in Manhattan. This feels so strange to be doing this by myself. I have only ever done a podcast with another person and so (laughs) I feel a lot of pressure to (laughs) have the like weight of everything on me but yeah um my name is Billy Melissa. I am a film person. Um, This podcast is going to reveal so much about how I feel about the industry and how I feel about my place within the industry. Um, So I guess I'll share a little bit about my background just for people who don't follow me on Twitter or don't or just like stumbling across this for the first time. Um, I live in New York City. I grew up in the UK. I grew up in Essex in the UK and I lived in London for about seven years before I moved here. Um, I grew up wanting to be an actress I very much had the dream of being on the west end uh, and I went to drama school when I was 18 years old and it was just the biggest shock to the system and I really didn't love it and so I moved um, back home with my family and I did a gap year and I worked like three different jobs at Three different times, uh, I was a waitress twice, and I was a beauty assistant for Benefit Cosmetics, and none of those gave me joy, <laughs> obviously. Uh, and the only place I found joy during that time was at the cinema, and uh, I went to my local cinema like three times a week because I was having like really bad relationship with anxiety, and I would go there to because it was like dark and it was just the only place <laughs> where. I didn't have to think about anything else for two to three hours and it made me feel better and it was like very healing so for me cinema is like a very healing thing um, and I feel very passionately about like the solace it it gives to people and so after that I went to film school uh, through a very very uh, almost didn't go to film school because I couldn't afford it but luckily I got a um, grant to be able to study at my university and Uh, I actually have a piece about this, which I'll link in like the description show note thing um, of how I like kind of a bit more about my journey. It was like um, it was in relation to the film Joy, which is David O. Russell's 20. It came out in 2016 in the UK, but 2015 in the US. And it's one of my favorite films of all time. And I like attribute so much to me being in the industry to that film. But yes, that's like a little how I got to film. And then (laughs) beyond that, where I am now is I'm a student in New York. I um, am doing an MA in Media Studies, but I am also an Impact Entrepreneur uh, Fellow at my university, where I'm building a um, how to summarize this? It's, or I say it's an initiative that provides free creative services to families affected by capital punishment which is one of my biggest I don't even want to say passions because I that isn't what it is like the thing is is like I wake up every day angry that capital punishment still exists and if you follow me online then you'll know uh kind of how that impacts my life and um it's going to be a part of this podcast, it will be a part of this podcast, because it, it, uh, it can't not be, this, um, probably leads me into explaining why am I doing a podcast by myself, uh, I don't know, I don't know, (laughs) no, uh, the reason was because I was very adamant this year on quitting film criticism, um, my blog that I made in 2018, it was July 2018, when I, came to this field of work and um, it was very accidental. We just had a really, really long summer break from university and there was literally nothing else to do. Um, And I didn't want to stop thinking about film and I wanted to make sure that I was still working on talking about film and engaging with film. And so I made a blog and very unexpectedly it brought me so much over the years. But I got to maybe last year, just before I moved here, around the middle of the year, I got very exhausted by the, the industry in general, but also the field of criticism. It feels very strange at times. I think anybody listening to this who also like, writes about film and loves film knows that it just feels off sometimes. And I don't know how to explain that, but as a filmmaker myself, it felt counterintuitive to be part of an industry that like filmmakers don't love and don't engage with and I have a I have a lot to say about that as in like I feel like filmmakers should care way much about how their films or way much more about how their films are distributed and who gets to watch it first and who gets the first comment and that's a whole other story but I was very adamant this year that I was gonna quit film criticism I wasn't gonna write about film anymore uh and I don't know. I don't know where I stand with that decision. As I'm recording this, it's January 14th and this will be released, this podcast will be released on January 30th, so it'll have just been the end of Sundance. Um, I am covering Sundance this year, but what was going to happen was I was going to cover Sundance and then I was going to leave it. I was going to draw a line under it and I was never going to do it again, but I am accidentally very much falling in love with it again and so We'll see, there's no definitives right now, but right now this is going to be a way for me to talk about film, while also joining other things in my life that I feel passionate about and want to talk about. So it's like a half diary, half film commentary thing, Um, and I will be talking about capital punishment on this podcast, um, because I think it's important too, I think it's important that uh, if I can blend the two conversations, then... I would really like to be able to do that and I would love new people to kind of engage because what I was going to be doing instead of film criticism which I'm doing as well as which the whole thing was to kind of negate my workload and make it a little bit more manageable but alas I love to make challenges for myself um and so yeah I was going to focus a lot more on um, advocacy and activism this year um and yeah I kind of I kind of want to chart this year I feel like this year is going to change a lot for me uh make a lot of decisions for me and um yeah so it's like a diary but also like let's talk about film and let's just like not make any hard decisions about our life before we're very sure about them (laughs) so yeah this will be every sunday sundays are my favorite day it is not a sunday today it's a friday so when you're listening to this hopefully if you're listening on the day it's released then it's a sunday and i'm very jealous because I just love Sundays, American football's on, not for very much longer though, because the Super Bowl's in a few weeks and then it's going to be off season and I'm going to be sad again. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Sundays have always been a very calming day for me. They've been days to reset, rethink, refresh the week and like go back in to the week ahead with like a, a new mindset. And so, yeah, it's called real Sundays in Manhattan because I was like, I want to put film in there somewhere, but it's not just about film, but it is about film, so yeah, that's where the name came from. So to go into a little bit about like the diary section of this podcast, I guess, um, I wrote a question to myself that says, how am I? And underneath that, I wrote January Blues, because oh my gosh, honestly, if January was a person, I would find it very very difficult to get along with them because January has never been my friend ever. And I don't remember the last time I thoroughly enjoyed a January. Like I cannot tell you every year it rolls around and it gets me every time. And I tell myself ahead of time, I'm like, you don't like January, just be kind to yourself. But I never listen to myself and so that's how I'm feeling right now. It's the middle of January. And I think it's because like the first week of January is so difficult because you've just had all that time off for Christmas and you're just trying to like get back into the swing of things. And it's just so difficult because, I mean, particularly for me, if I reflect back on 2021, I know a lot of people had a really awful year and thought it was worse than 2020. But for me personally, 2021 was a million and 10 miles ahead of 2020. And so Whenever I have a good year, I get really anxious to enter a new year because instead of seeing opportunities and and the the, the positivity that comes along with it, I definitely have that thing in my mind that's like, oh, how are you gonna how are you gonna do that again? <laughs> uh, will there ever be a good year again? Um, well, look, January. I'm not scared of you because there's only 15 days left of you, and it is Mercury retrograde, and I really believe in that. So I'm just going to be kind to myself and say, look, I'm just going to mind my business and then I'll come back in February. <laughs> I, w- I will be a person in February. Until then, I'm just going to hang out and mind my business. Um, and then I guess that also kind of goes on to my next point of like awards season because I am so behind on films. I'm usually that person who has seen everything at this point, but I have seen a very small fraction of the films that are going around for awards, because I was just hugely uninspired by film last year. I usually find that kind of November to February time is when I become like really energized by film again, and I think that that's like where my desire to like kind of want apart from film criticism came because I haven't loved anything, uh, really, last year. Uh, I'm talking fiction because documentary was next level. Last year's documentary slate was incredible, and I just wish that like we would account for that and put put it in more awards categories outside of the documentary category, like, why is Flea not being nominated for Best Director? Why is just, I have so many questions, but anyway, um, other than Come On, Come On, I found myself not really in love with anything, uh, last year, and I, um, yeah, that's really difficult for me, because I, I use it as, like, fuel to get through <laughs> to the next award season, and so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm massively behind on films. With awards, it's a hit and miss thing. Sometimes, I am just like, like the year when Greta Gerwig was nominated for Lady Bird, and then was it last year when there were two women nominated? I can't remember, but anyway, the small moments and like wins like that I get really like energized and excited by, but this year I'm just so, I just, I just have to look at some of the choices that are being made, and it it makes me feel extremely exhausted and uninspired by the things that we reward because there's so much great stuff being made and outside of like the studio game which I know Hollywood is still very much like married to and I feel like until that marriage kind of ends (laughs) we're gonna be stuck in this like cycle of we keep patting things on the back that really should just like not but anyway I don't really love to talk about films that I don't like too much. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping this year... I, I, there are a lot of films that I'm excited for this year, which is predominantly Canterbury Glass and um, White Noise, which hopefully White Noise should be out this year. I know Canterbury Glass was almost supposed to be out kind of around now, but um, it got it got pushed back in the end and I think it's not coming out until next season. But, yeah, I'm excited for those those two, and I'm, I'm feeling excited to talk about the film that I just watched, uh, gosh, was it, I don't know what day I went, oh, Tuesday, I went on Tuesday, um, yeah, film's after a great start for me this year, because I saw American Underdog, I was really excited to see this, I was really, really excited to see this, it came out on Christmas Day, and here it's, in, in New York, it's playing, like, really limited cinemas, like, I think it's strictly an AMC- cinemas. So reading the IMDb synopsis of the film it says the story of NFL and MVP and Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner who went from stocking shelves at a supermarket to becoming an American football star. And let me tell you, underdog stories are my thing. <laughs> they belong to me. I am so in love with underdog stories. If you make an underdog film, there is almost like a 110% chance that I'm going to enjoy myself. It was me and like three other guys. <laughs> And we were all set on our own and I was like, I love this. I love that we've all chosen to come and see this film by ourselves. It's a great time. And so it has Zachary Levi as Kurt Warner, Anna Paquin as Brenda, his wife, and then um, Dennis Quaid as one of the coaches and then like a few other people in like other roles. Um, And it was, I loved it. Like I said, it's completely like entirely the thing that I would enjoy. Um, and it was, it was just really uplifting and it felt like the tonic that I needed to like start the year with. If you're in the UK, I don't think it's out yet, but it should be out soon. I don't know when it came out on Christmas day here, but it is just like, it's kind of like got the traditional, like Jesus and NFL paired together. But like the faith part is really kind of, it's more like a kind of like a sprinkling of it instead of it being kind of like a big part of the narrative. Which I love faith-based films as well, but sometimes I know that they can like really alienate an audience, and so I really like it and like appreciate it when filmmakers um, kind of thread it into the narrative, as opposed to like having it as like a because just because I know the way that people like relate to that kind of stuff is like it can be really difficult, and so um, oh, what's the film? <laughs> Why am I blanking? A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, Marielle Heller does it so well as well in that film and I just it's so oh it's just everything I love I love American football but the best part and this isn't really a spoiler because like it's history but they played my NFL team the Baltimore Ravens and I literally screamed I must have been so annoying to the other three people I was like right at the back so they probably didn't see me but I was literally like Almost out of my seat, screaming because one of my favorite players, Ray Lewis, who's now retired, but I got to see like the latter half of his career. And I watched him like on TV, and I watched him win the Super Bowl, and I watched him retire. And oh my gosh, like seeing someone play him in a film and do it so well. By the way, I think his name is Nicholas Harris, and he like just had him to a tea, And like, if you're a Ravens fan or if you like watch the NFL, then you, I think like you'll just really appreciate like the moment and I'm like laughing thinking about it because basically it's right at the end of the film and so it's like the culmination of the whole film and you're supposed to be cheering on Zachary Levi right Kurt Warner you were supposed to be rooting for him to win this game and like prove to his team but I couldn't help myself but aggressively like cheer for my team and every time they made like a hit and and like every time they did something and there's a great cut oh my gosh I have to give a shout out to the editors because they know, they know football, and I think, like, a couple of them edit, um, like, football-based things, and so you can really, really tell that, like, their relationship to the game kind of influenced their relationship to editing in this film, um, because Ray Lewis is known, like, basically he's a defensive player, if you don't watch football, there's two sides, (laughs) not me trying to explain American football, like actually the audacity of me right now. But anyway, there's an offense and a defense, and uh, offense is like scoring, and defense are essentially like stopping them from scoring. That's like my really basic explanation. And defense can score if they get the ball. But anyway, <laughs> the point is that. Ray Lewis is a linebacker, and he was known for being able to read the quarterback before the ball had snapped. And so, like, there's a great cut where they, they show Ray like reading the ball, and then he intercepts it. And like, I guess I should say spoilers, but like, it's history, right? It's a game; it happens. So, anyway, but like the cut, I knew exactly what was going to happen, and like under my breath, I was like, "He read the ball. He read the ball. He's gonna." And then like it cut, and it happened, and I was like, "Ah." Oh anyway that's my like energetic discussion about how much I love the Baltimore Ravens but anyway yeah so it's just a really lovely film it is exactly what you expect it to be it's like the football underdog movie if you love biopics like I love biopics I think it's a really good version of it because it shows like it spans over a a, like quite a A large portion of time like it has one of those like one year later cuts and things but I think it does really really well to kind of stick on the narrative of like this is his aim and we're aiming for this and we're not really going off path very much um I don't know much about Kurt Warner's story so I don't know how much of it is fabricated and stuff like that but it was based on his book All Things Possible um and I would love to read it after that I would love to read it after seeing that film. So yeah, watching that kind of led me to watch some more football films, and so I watched *Greater* and *Undefeated*. *Greater* was another biopic, and *Undefeated* was a documentary. So both of them again were rooted in like real stories, um, and both of them are on Netflix. If you're in the US, I don't know about any other country, but I'm sure you can check and find out. Um, and I loved both of those as well. I really, I really, really um, have been enjoying football films, and so I asked for some recommendations on Twitter. And if you have some more, then please send them my way because I'm probably just going to be watching football films for the next two weeks. But yeah, highly recommend American Underdog if you've not seen it yet. I think like it's exactly what the trailer says it is, and it's exactly what you think it's going to be. But if you're like me and you just love stuff like that, then you're gonna you're gonna really enjoy yourself. And yeah, I think he does a great. I think Zachary Levi did a really great job in his role, as did Anna Paquin. I think that's kind of everything for this episode. I don't want to go like too much overboard on this on this like first episode, so that's kind of like a little insight into what the podcast is going to be like, probably more of a chaotic version of what it's going to be like. I haven't got Alex, who's my co-host on the Annapurnaverse, to reel me in at any point, and so I'm probably just going to be making not a lot of sense. Um being left to my own devices like this, but I'm going to do my best to um, make it something that people will enjoy listening to, I hope. So as I said before, it will be the 30th of January when you're listening to this or when this goes live, Um, and so happy end of Sundance, right? So (laughs) uh, retrospectively, looking at it from uh, onwards from the 14th of january the things that i have reserved to see are the premieres of fire of love the princess descendant second chance jihad rehab to the end tick tick there i go TikTok boom my old school the mission the janes and second screenings i've got booked at the moment are when you finish 892 free Chol, good luck to you leo grande Calendar Girls, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, Alice, Housemaid of Splinters, Am I Okay, and Emily the Criminal. Um, we'll see if by the end of those I have watched everything that I said I was going to watch I'll see if I've watched anything more I'll be talking more about those next week I'll be giving like a little Sundance roundup and talking about what I ended up watching and enjoying and highlighting I primarily watch documentaries at festivals I don't know why I just find myself like really drawn to the documentary categories and so usually I'm like highlighting that but I probably I have got a, a few more fiction films than I usually would watch um on the list to catch up with and I'm sure that when I hear people talking about certain ones, I'll, I'll pick up on those too if I can get second screening tickets for them. But yeah, if you like documentaries, then this is the place to be. I will be talking about those and yeah I guess that's goodbye for now I hope you enjoyed the first episode hopefully like I said um the next episodes will be a little bit more structured and a little bit less chaotic and a little bit less of me um, just talking about American football but <laughs> we'll see because it's what I like right and I get to decide because it's my podcast um yeah so Thank you again and I hope you enjoy your week ahead and I hope you enjoy your Sunday if you're listening on Sunday if you're listening any other day I hope that day has been kind to you I hope that it brings new inspiration and let's just be kind right it's the end of January let's just be kind to ourselves and give ourselves grace and be like wow we made it through the month we did it thank you so much I really appreciate it if you got to this point like I genuinely really really appreciate you actually taking the time to listen to this because I've been wanting to have a space to like talk about film, talk about life, talk about things that are important to me for a really long time, and hopefully this will be the place to do that. So yeah, see you next week. Goodbye!